I got my first job in lighting. It's a New York City-based lighting distribution company, which is hardcore, right? My real first day in the job. I got like a hard hat. I got like a subway map because like we had Blackberries at the time. And I got like a stack of cash and a client list. I was like, what is this? You know, and the stack of cash was to pay off the elevator guys because in New York City, you get your product up to the top of a high rise that's under construction. You got to pay off the elevator guy. guy, 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 guy. Welcome to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores exceptional career success stories, inspiring and insightful personal brand journeys that answer the question, are you coffee or are you Starbucks? Fascinating conversations with leaders about their career breakthroughs from entertainment, tech, media, and more. You'll learn how they've turned up the volume on their brand to unlock success. Firsthand, uncensored, and real, as told by people who've been there and plenty of inspiration and practical tools to help you lead with your brand every day as you drive towards your next career breakthrough. And now, here's your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Hey everybody, Jason Patria here, and you are listening to the Lead With Your Brand podcast, which is the podcast for folks just like you who are looking to turn up the volume, show your value, and lead with your brand to your next career breakthrough. Well, we have another amazing show today. I have a fabulous guest. It is Malena Matthews, who is the president of Hudson Valley Lighting Group. But before we get to Malena, let's talk a little bit about your brand. Now, I know those of you who listen all of the time know that I'm a huge fan of asking the question, if you were a car, what type of car would you be? In fact, I ask every guest on the podcast. And quite simply, it is because it is easy for us to assign attributes and brand other people and other things, it's much more difficult to turn the mirror on ourselves and look for those brand attributes. Now, your brand attributes are those four to eight words that are really descriptive, right? That allow you to think about how it is that you show up on brand in a way that you leave that lasting impression of those words. Now, this week, I was teaching for J.P. Morgan Chase, and I was doing the Career Breakthrough Series, which included my signature talk, Lead With Your Brand, Are You Coffee or Are You Starbucks? Now, at the end of the session, we were delivering it virtually, so we did a huge after show that was really a Q&A section and an opportunity for some of the J.P. Morgan Chase associates to come live on screen. Now, usually I get tons of questions, and I was getting questions, but suddenly someone came up, and it was a fabulous senior associate in marketing and delivery named Rachel McKelcan, and she flipped the tables and asked me a question, and she said, Jason, if you were a type of shoe, 
What type of shoe would you be? Well, of course, I was a little taken back and stumped because I'm used to people asking questions about facilitating their brand, not necessarily about probing into me. And I suddenly thought to myself, wow, what type of shoe am I? And I immediately came back and said, I am one of those really cool, really tall, stiletto-heeled shoes. And of course, everyone was laughing on the session, but I kind of came back and and said, no, that's how I see myself because I'm like cool and sexy and have that style and a little bit of that glam, but that heel there, right? And I was saying that stiletto is one of those ones that's got like that pure steel in there. It allows you to support everything. You can even run in them. And if you needed to, you could take off that shoe and clock someone because you are tough. And I realized right then and there, that is the power of making these analogies, is in just a few moments, you can really think all about what your brand is and what it is that you stand for and how you are differentiated from the crowd. So this week, I challenge you to think, what type of shoe are you? And thank you, Rachel McKelcan at J.P. Morgan Chase, for helping us iterate and coming up with a great new question. In fact, Rachel says that she's been asking folks that question in interviews for the past three years because it really gives her a sense of insights into who the candidates are. Well, we've got an amazing show for you today. I have a special guest. It is Malena Matthews, the president of Hudson Valley Lighting Group. Now, I met Malena a couple of years ago when I was really working with her and her executive team, thinking about how they can show up and lead with their brand during big presentations. And I just fell in love with her amazing leadership style and her energy. Now, Hudson Valley Lighting Group is a worldwide leader in the design, manufacturing, and omni-channel distribution of decorative lighting fixtures encompassing four amazing brands. Hudson Valley Lighting, Mitzi, Troy, and Corbett. Now, as the one-stop shop for the most comprehensive selection of lighting, Hudson Valley Lighting Group seeks to inspire and support their customers in their pursuit to achieve a home that perfectly reflects their clients. Hudson Valley Lighting Group takes a designer-forward approach to the light purchasing process, making the experience more inspiring, exciting, and inviting. At Hudson Valley Lighting Group, they believe that great lighting has the power not just to elevate any space, but enrich people's lives. And that's the guiding philosophy that ties their family of brands together. Now, Malena, as the president, has been with the organization for over 13 years, and she's a proud mother. We'll be back in just a few moments with Malena Matthews. For over 25 years, Jason has coached, trained, and developed thousands of leaders and executives, helping them achieve their next career breakthrough. He's a featured speaker at global conferences and companies to help everyone bring their best authentic self to work, show their value, and lead with their brand every day. Get more tips and tools at leadwithyourbrand.com. And we are back. I have a spectacular guest with us today. It is Malena Matthews, the president of Hudson Valley Lighting Group. Malena, what's going on? 
Nothing. Hi, how are you, Jason? I am spectacular. It is great to connect with you. You too. You too. Long time no see. I know. <laughs> how is everything going up in the beautiful Hudson Valley where you all live and work? Oh, we are we are good. We are getting into peak Hudson Valley season right now, which is fall, right? So like all all of the fall things are happening here and all of their spectacularness, you know. So the pumpkin picking, the apple picking, the leaves are changing, the weather's getting cool like new yorkers live for this moment right here (laughs) (laughs) so so all the tourists are getting ready to to crush it there right exactly yes exactly exactly so yeah we're we're doing great up here It's, it's it's amazing so, Malena, tell me, uh, when you first meet people, because I know as the president of an organization, you are constantly out with your clients and your customers and your employees. When you meet folks that don't know you, how do you tell them who you are and what it is that you do? Oh, that's such a complicated question. <laughs> such an easy answer. My husband and I actually, I often, when uh, people say, what do you do? He looks at me to see what my answer is going to be that time because I've actually evolved into the answer of that question. Um, yeah. So I, like a lot of other leaders, I imagine like a lot, a lot of other leaders who have sort of come up through the ranks at a company versus being placed in an executive position at a company have grappled a little bit with that power, right? And sort of what does that look like? And how do I explain what I do? Because in many ways, I feel like I'm still one of them, even though I'm not, right? And so um, I I used to say, oh, I I work at a lighting company or oh, you know, I think now I've actually got to the place where I say I head up a decorative, a high-end decorative lighting company, right? And that sort of gets people to a place where, you know, I feel like I'm not being presumptuous and they understand how to kind of talk to me. So what does it mean to head up a company, right? It means you know, that there's a lot of different roles and responsibilities that I have, you know, underneath me, but I've been historically uncomfortable with the title president, which I know is a a crazy Mm. thing to say, but I'm kind of, I'm, I'm learning how to live with that and kind of work. (laughs) No, I know, I know, I know it sounds insane, but I think I'm probably not the only one. Right. So I'm learning kind of how to live with that and how to explain to people sort of the, you know, the breadth of what I do without feeling like I'm saying, Oh, I'm a president of a lighting company. And I kind of sit around and make a lot of big decisions. Right. So (laughs) Honestly, it's been an evolution for me. My husband and I joke about it all the time. So (laughs) I I head up a lighting company now and it kind of opens up like a a beautiful natural door to have a real conversation with people. And also I find like, um, you know, I said earlier, like, because I think I came up in the ranks at this company, um, you know, I often find that people used to tell me a lot of things, or I used to get a lot of information that I don't necessarily get when I say something like I am the president of, or I, you know, Mm. and so it also, I think leads me, um, into a place where people feel like they can be more vulnerable with me, right? I'm not automatically sort of asserting a power. I'm kind of, I'm, 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 I'm open to a conversation about what that is, you know? Yeah. And I love that you've like noticed that if you lead with kind of authority and hierarchy, right? Like people actually don't share the stuff that you want to hear as an executive. Uh uh-uh. uh, no, they won't. No, people hold back, right? And it's a, it's a, a thing that I'm learning to live with because it's, it's so funny. Like I'll say to people, like, "Hey, can you just like come in my office real quick?" And then they come in and they're like, they're like panic stricken, you know. And I'm like, <laughs> so now I've learned how to say, "Hey, can we just chat real quick? Nothing bad. Everything's okay, you know." Because I think just the, you know, certain titles just lead themselves obviously to a certain amount of respect and and fear in some cases, and that's actually not the way that I want to lead anything ever. Um, but especially this company as we're sort of going through these growth stages. And so I've had to learn 
and I think this is a lot of what an executive does every day, right? I've had to learn how to, um, you know, speak with people in a way that makes them comfortable, um, that lets them know that I'm on their side. That I'm, I'm not here sitting in a, you know, in a big executive throne. Like I'm, I'm here for us to solve these problems together. And, and I don't want to scare you during the process. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Now, Malena, for our listeners that aren't familiar with Hudson Valley Lighting Group, tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about your fabulous company. Yeah, yeah. So the Hudson Valley Lighting Group is a privately owned, still founder-led group of um, luxury, high-end, decorative, and commercial lighting products. Um, so think of... We have five brands that sit underneath the Hudson Valley Lighting Group umbrella. Four of those are decorative brands. And so things that you find in your house, chandeliers and wall sconces, um, you know, thing, table lamps, things of that that nature. And then we have one brand that's a commercial lighting company that I'm sure if you look above your head right now, you'll see some, you know, downlighting above you. And, and, and we do, you know, high performance, you know, architectural downlighting. Yeah. Um, the, you know, sort of the magic, if you ask me what drives us every day, what do we do every day? What is our differentiating factor? You know, we are people and a company that builds products, designers building products for designers, right? And so Mm. our, you know, our core market is the, is the residential, for the most part, the residential interior designer, um, who, you know, cares about having nice things in their clients' projects. And so, you know, we build really beautiful lighting fixtures around here. We also ship them. We also invoice against (laughs) them, you know, we also market them, but like the, the soul of the business that we have here is designing really beautiful lighting products for people who care about those kinds of things. Yeah. And you have fabulous designs. I know when I was at your offices uh, a year ago, every, every corner you turn, you're like, I want that. I want that. I need that in my house. Um, it's truly spectacular. So Malena, let's talk a little bit about, about your career path. So you talked about really growing up in the business and now leading the business. When you think back over your career, what were some of those key, you know, career breakthrough moments that got you to the C-suite where you are today? Yeah, I think, you know, I was thinking a lot about this last night after I saw this. And there's two moments in particular that I can remember, you know, as if it was yesterday. And I tell these stories all the time to people, but they're not necessarily the thing that got me to this seat today. They're the things that got me thinking differently about Mm. my career through the years that got me to the seat today. Right. So. My, my seat today has been an evolution, right? Um, that sort of has been supported by, you know, so the founder of our company is a man named David Lippman, who's always believed in me, right? And I think I worked really hard in order to get that belief, but he's always believed in me and the mission and has given me a lot of opportunities to sort of spread my wings and, and be here. But there were moments before I was sitting here that, that really stick out to me. You know, one in particular, so I got my first job in lighting, it's a New York city based lighting distribution company, which is hardcore, right? My real first day in the job, I got like a hard hat. I got like a subway map because we had blackberries at the time. And I got like a stack of cash and a client list. I was like, what is this? You know, and the stack of cash was to pay off the elevator guys because in New York city to get your product up to the top of a a high rise that's under construction, you got to pay off the elevator guy, which I learned. But so I had this sort of crazy, intense, like very male dominated job, right? Like this like electrical contractors. And I was, and I'm you know, not trying to brag, but I was one of the best at the job that I had. I was a project manager and I was really good at the job. Like yeah. I'm a multitasker and I caught on really quickly and I can move fast, you know? So I caught on really quickly. And there was this opportunity at this company to, um, they were starting like a kind of, um, 
you know, a little side business almost. And they were looking for a leader of the side business. And I was young, Jason, like I was like maybe 24 or something. I mean, I wasn't, you know, I definitely wasn't who I am today, but I remember they made a bunch of us interview to, to lead up that job and to lead up that company. And I got done. I put so much effort into it. I got done and I didn't get the job. I didn't get the promotion Mm. and I didn't get it because the owner of the company actually came to me and he said, you were the best for that job but I can't afford to lose you in the job that you're in right now. Whoa. It crushed me, right? Like it crushed me. And I learned so much at that job and I respect them so much, but it crushed me, right? And it was yeah. it was this moment in time that I was like, well, I'm not going to keep doing this, right? And so I, I've taken that lesson along with me through my entire career. And there are often times where I'm making decisions about staffing or, you know, or moving somebody from one job to another. And you know how bad it hurts to like have a really good person in a job, but you have to give people those opportunities because hope is the thing that keeps people moving every day at work. Mm. Right. And so it was just, it was a moment in time that is like just driven a lot of the decision making that I've made, you know, over the years about employee stuff. It was, it was a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. And I love that you said, you know, like hope is what drives people. So, you know, as an executive today, how do you, how do you leverage hope to drive your teams? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, in some ways my presence is, is a bit of that, right? So my yeah. first job here at Hudson Valley Lighting Group was as an inside sales coordinator. I literally like, I don't know, we like oversold all these displays that were out of stock. And I would just sit on the phone all day and just try to like cross over stock, you know, for all these orders. But that's like, that's the first job that I did here, you yeah. know, um, to where I'm sitting today. And I, and we have a very strong, you know, culture of promoting from within. And, and I often will say like, we, we do a lot of step-up candidacies, you know, and it's, it's a weird way to talk about it. But yeah, could I go find a director of something from outside and bring them in and they'd have... Yeah, I could. Or I could take the person that's worked really hard here who might need a little more training and a little more effort and, you know, yeah. a little more guidance to get to where they go. But look at what I've just done, right? I've given somebody... Mm. I was given that opportunity and I feel like it's important to give it to other people. I made mistakes, Jason, by the way, right? I've done that. <laughs> you know, I, I, we all have, I've made mistakes, but I've also had a really, a lot of really good results out of that. And I feel like, you know, um, watching, you know, your coworkers be able to sort of grow into these positions over years is, 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 I mean, actions speak louder than, than words, right? Yeah. So. Absolutely. Now I know you said that there were some other key moments in your career that, that helped prepare you. Yeah. So one, so after I left, after I didn't get that job, which was <laughs> crushing to me, um, I still, like, I still feel it, you know? Um, but after I didn't get that job, I actually took, I took a job sort of closer to home and, um, I learned a lot at that, that position, but you know, I quickly became very valuable, um, you know, to the team, but it, it wasn't working for me. And, and, and the details don't really matter. Just, it just wasn't working for me. So I went, I gave my notice and, you know, the owners came back to me. I've always worked for privately owned businesses, by the way, but the owners came back to me and they said, listen, we can't afford for you to leave. They offered me a $20,000 raise. I mean, Jason, at the time it wow. was, you know what I was like, and then I mean, I was like 27, you know what I mean? I was like, oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, it wasn't the money that was making me unhappy. Right. It was, yeah. I mean, the money was nice, but it was, it was the, it was what the work I was doing, the environment. And I had a friend, I had a coworker actually, who's now one of my best friends who looked me in the eye and she said to me, and she actually just said this to me again last night because we were yeah. talking about something. And she's, she says, I'm a, I'm a Melinda believer. And then she said to me, you know, you are going to be just as valuable to whatever employer you have in the future as you are to these people here today. 
stay, stay true to yourself, right? You, you are the, you are the piece of this that, that is making the magic, right? Stay true to yourself and make sure that you always, you always keep that in mind. And it is something that it's, she's one of my best friends now, but it's such a sage piece of advice, right? Yeah. You know, sometimes you get caught up in a job that you don't love or something that, you know, you, you're just not excited or happy to do. And you're like, Oh, but I, am I ever going to get this kind of, you know, situation again? And, you know, and I think she really helped. I wouldn't be where I'm sitting today if it wasn't for her pushing me to say, you know what, you're going to be just as valuable. Just go take that chance. Um, and it's just, it's, it's, it's just a, a sage piece of life advice to believe yeah. in yourself. Well, we want that best friend. I know she's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you start in this sort of, you know, very junior level role yeah. at, at Hudson Valley Lighting Group. So talk to us then how do you become the president of the entire organization? Yeah. So I had a lot of steps in between, you know, and, you know, I will say one of the, one of the benefits of working for a privately owned company is sort of the lack of bureaucracy, right? We don't have a lot of management. We don't have a lot, you know, there's not, there's, I mean, we have a job to do and we're trying to get that job done. You know, it's a a joke around here. I I say to people, like I sometimes still order catering just as an example. Like I just, (laughs) I I actually just recently, I don't do my own sales numbers anymore. Like, you know, like this is like two months old. This has been 13 years. (laughs) Um, But because soft skills matter, right. And taking upon running with it matters and being willing to do the things that other people don't want to do matters and carving a path matters and taking responsibility, even if it's not in your job description. And if it's not something that somebody asked you to do matters because what you end up doing is proving your value and worth to an organization during that process, right? You might be working. I'm a hard worker anyway, right? I'm going to go. Yeah. Work. Like I'm, I always tell my husband, like I, I act like I'm this confident. I am sometimes, but I always say I could be good at anything. Yeah. I could, oh, I could be a lawyer. Oh, I could be a partner. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'll go work at Starbucks. And he's like, you're going to be like the regional manager in like five, you know, because I come to work every day with that mentality, right? Like I'm here to get the job done. There is almost, there's literally nothing that's beneath me if that's something that has to happen. And I still, I mean, in some ways, like you, you made me think a lot about my leadership style, right? Like in this questions. And I was like, I think my leadership style is being in it with you. If you need me to be in it with you. Right. And we're going to do the hard work to do the hard work, to get the things done. Um, I'm going to lead you through the process now because that's the role I have today. But, you know, there, it is, it, there, there is no room in this organization for somebody to say that that's not my job or I'm not going to do that because, you know, it's just, it's not how I operate and it's not how our leadership operates. And that's how I got the job I have today. Yeah. It wasn't, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't some like big grandiose, you know, sort of decision. It was small decisions and changes over the years, additional responsibility that I took on because I saw a problem, you know, things that I felt like there could be a process that could be better. And I had, I had a founder who, who let, who gave me that space and Mm. let me go build, you know, build something that was beneficial to him and me. Right. Um, so I think I answered your question, but it was was a process over, over years of just taking things that needed to get done and doing them. Like sometimes you just got to do the hard work. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like you've always been really good at one, knowing your value, but then like creating value when you see the opportunity. Yeah. So I think I probably sound like that, but I, I actually, <laughs> I wanted to touch on this because it's actually something I really, really struggle with. And I think that a lot of women struggle with this. Yeah. And it's, it's the imposter syndrome, right? Mm. So no matter 
how good of the work I, I do or the results that I get, or, you know, I'm constantly saying, am I good enough? Could somebody else do this better? Could, you know, and I'm constantly sort of in this, like, I might be acting differently, but in my head, yeah. I'm having these battles with myself that I genuinely have to, um, you know, I have to, I have to combat on a daily basis yeah. sort of those thoughts. And I, you know, my husband's, my husband's like my biggest cheerleader. He is just the best. And, you know, he'll often say to me, like, I don't know why you're being so hard on yourself. Why do you think some CEO of a something doesn't have these same problems that you do? Or, you know, because I have such imposter syndrome sometimes. And so, so I, I think I know my worth. Like, like I know my worth, right? I can, I can genuinely tell you that I know that I'm good at my job, but I think that I definitely have intrusive thoughts often or ways that I think about things that, you know, make me question that sometimes. And I have to push through, right? Um, here's the other thing. I actually think it makes me a better leader that I'm not mm. so confident all the time, right? Yeah. So say more about that. Yeah. Like I, um, I'm, con- you know, I don't, I- I'm not, um, you know, crying in the corner. I don't want you to get the wrong idea. <laughs> me, they would think that I was confident. But I think that having vulnerability, um, let understanding people and where they're coming from. Like I have, I have two young, I have three kids, but I have two young kids. I understand what it's like to be a mom who has a really demanding job, whose kid is sick yet again, even though you yeah. pay for daycare and after school. And I think understanding people as people being vulnerable. I don't always have the answers. Like if I am the smartest person in the room, I have not done my job, Jason. Like yeah. I, I have not, like I've, I've failed at my job because if everybody needs me to, to do something every day, then this place is not sustainable. Right. And so I just feel like sometimes, sometimes knowing what you don't know and knowing your limitations is actually the power of leadership. Right. I know mm. when I need to go find my person, like you asked me to write a bio this morning. I didn't have one. My marketing girl's on vacation. I know that that's not my strength. Right. Yeah. I know that there are other people that are going to do that better than me. And I need to give them the space to be able to do that. So I can do what I do really well. Right. Yeah. So I hope that helps answer your question, but it's definitely a, a grappling that I, I do every day. And as I've gotten older and more experienced, I've had, more hard conversations, right? Mm. That and all of those things I think give you sort of the the life view to be able to address, you know, those insecurities, but I, I still grapple with them even sitting here today talking to you. Yeah. And and what advice would you have for someone who's earlier in their career that is constantly having those voices? Because you yeah. talked about like, you know, you still have those imposter syndrome voices, but you're able to show up with with confidence in a way that people aren't questioning you. Yeah. So this is going to sound really, my husband said to me this morning, are you going to tell him that sometimes you fake it till you make it? And I said, I don't know if I'm going to say that out loud. But here I am. I mean, some of it, some of it is just simply putting on a face and go, I mean, I'm sure Jason, you have this, right? You yeah. go on stage, you're nervous and you're like, all right, I gotta, I gotta do a thing today. Right. And yeah. I'm just going to put on a face and I'm going to, I'm going to shut it down and I'm, I'm going to push through. And I think I, my personality allows me to do that. And if someone has that personality, so it, I mean, honestly, it's a really good starting point, right? As you're building your confidence, sometimes you just have to pretend like you're, you're confident, you know, um, yeah. I think even more and, and better advice than, than, than that, that to me is more of like a front facing people facing kind of thing. Um, you know, to me, I think the better, the better way to, to do it is just to continue to be humble and do the work, you know, mm. being humble and doing the work, understanding the challenges, finding the solutions, 
you're naturally confident. You don't have to prepare for these meetings. You don't have to go memorize a bunch of stuff. You don't have to think too hard before an executive comes and asks you a question. You live it. You breathe it. You know it. And I think just to me, like doing the work is so much of career success. You just got to get into it. Yeah, I love that. It's not about like, how do I memorize a script? It's like, how am I just living this? So it just comes right off the tongue, right? Yeah. And by the way, and when you don't know, just say you don't know. People respect that so much more. Just, just be honest. Just honesty. Just be, I don't know. I will find somebody who will help us know. And I will get back to you. <laughs> I don't know. Let me do some research. I mean, the, the blustering and the, you know what I mean? It's all, it's just, you know, to your point, it's inauthentic. People can see right through it, you yeah. know? And you're not doing yourself any favors. You become trusted when you're willing to show people that you don't always know everything, you know? And I don't know. So that's my advice, but. No, I love that (laughs) advice. So Malena, when you were a little kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? I was never somebody who was like, I'm going to be a doctor one day. I just knew I had to like be the boss, like be the boss. You know, like I have a little sister, (laughs) and you know, even to this day, like she'll be like, yeah, remember when we used to play uh, store. <laughs> and I was never allowed to be the cashier because you had all these <laughs> rules and, you know, I had wings that, you, you know, or like I wouldn't, she always had to be the student because I was obviously the teacher, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like, it's still a thing. Like we're like 40, you know, and it's like still a thing. She's like, yeah, well, here you are again. But like, I think I always knew, I always had, I, I do have a natural tendency to sort of like see a problem. Like I've never seen a problem. I can't find my way out of, right. That's like how yeah. I, you know? And so it's like, I might not have the best answers. I might not have the fastest answer, but I'll figure it, you know, we'll, we'll find a solution. And so I think I've always, I've always felt like I was going to, you know, I, I definitely just needed to be in charge in some way. Um, <laughs> but it, was, it didn't really, it didn't go further than that. And actually my career, like I actually went to college for psychology it's very different than what I'm, what I'm doing today. Um, but it, I figured out quickly once I got through with grad school that it wasn't for me. Like I, mm. I was too soft for that clinical work. Like I, my mm. heart was too soft for it. And ah. I didn't, I, I couldn't like, um, I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't watch the suffering. Like my, I can't, it wasn't something I could do, you know? And I know some people have that skill. I figured it out way too late. You know, I wish I would have had like an internship in year two or three that really like showed me what yeah. happened, but I had to make a pivot after college because I was like, sure, you know, that I was gonna, you know, be a psychologist and be a professor and like, you know, and I just, my, you know, first sort of like real clinical experience in college, I was like, I, I'm, 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 I'm a bleeding heart for this. Like, I'm not gonna, I, I don't have it in me, you know? Yeah. Um, so I had to pivot quickly. Thank God for my bar guest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so, it, it's so interesting that your executive style and the way you lead your team is a lot of that empathy yeah. element that drew you to psychology in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. You're actually probably right. Yeah. I never actually thought about it like that. And it, you know, and there are often times where I have to say to myself, okay, Melina enough, you know, you can't, we're running a business here. You know, you gotta, you gotta kind of turn it off. You gotta make good decisions, but it's a, it's a constant battle for me. And, you know, I, 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 you know, am, am, am often in a position you know, where I'm making decisions, not only off of data and, you know, things that are being put in front of me, but gut feelings. I, I'm like, I have, um, I have a reputation for having really gut, like good gut feelings. Like when I think I know something or like, I get it, I'm like, there's something about this that just doesn't make sense. Like I, I listen to my intuition. 
um, you know, a lot. It actually leads a lot of the decisions that I make and I should knock on wood, but so far it's, 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 it's led me in the right direction. So, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your executive brand uh, as a leader. Give me three words that you or maybe other people would use to describe Malena. I think that I've built a lot of leaders around me who know that I believe in them and are willing to be open and vulnerable with me. So maybe trust. Maybe trust is a good word for that. Um, I think I'm trusting. Um I think that people would call me passionate. Like, I think I'm absolutely passionate about what I'm doing and our mission. And I believe the Hudson Valley Lighting Group is the absolute best lighting company in the world. And I can talk to you about it for hours and I will never come down off that soapbox. Right. So I'm passionate. And when things get hard, passion matters. Right. Mm. Because if you don't care about what you're doing and things are really, really, really tricky. Right. Like it's hard to sort of get that gumption to get up every day. Right. And come to work and do the hard things sort of without that passion. So I think that they would say that I'm passionate. I think that, you know, most that work directly for me would say that, you know, I'm trustworthy, um, you know, and I'm fast moving. I mean, David, you know, the founder of our company, David always, you know, says, you know, I, 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 I want to fail fast. You know, I'm not scared. There's no bad ideas around here, Jason. There's not, there's not one person in this entire company that could have an idea. That's a bad idea. If it's not a bad, you know, if it's a good idea, we'll do it. I don't care what level or rank that you are. Um, but also I we're fast moving. Like I want to try this. I want to, you know, see if it works. If it doesn't work, no harm. No one, no one's in trouble. There's, you know, no, there's nothing, you know, wrong here, but let's, let's fail. Let's try new things and fail fast. Mm. Um, and so maybe you can come up with a better word for fast moving, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> I like fast moving, fast moving. Yeah. Yeah. So trusting, passionate, fast moving. Now, Malena, have these always been sort of hallmarks of your style or have they sort of evolved over time in your career? I think they've evolved. I mean, if if your hallmarks don't evolve, I'm not sure what you're doing every day, right? Like, (laughs) honestly, the person that I was 10 years ago is not who I am sitting here today, did not have those life experiences to be able to lead people the way that I can today. And if you and I talk in 10 years... I'm sure that I will have a bunch of new and additional information and experiences that'll make me feel, you know, um, that will, that make this answer different. I think that I've always been fast moving. I talk quick. I move quick. When I used to like work the bar, you know, I can like do the work of like two or three people, you know, cause yeah. like, I was, like quick and fast. And so fast moving is a personality trait of mine. Yeah. Um, that does not, has not gone away yet. Thank God. And I'm sure as I get older, I'll be happy to be fast moving. Um, but I would say that, you know, trust is something you earn. Trust isn't something that I get to tell you that I get. So, you know, that just takes time and evolution and showing up for people the way that they need to be shown up for in order to build that trust um, and doing what you say that you're going to say when you say you're going to do it. Um, and I'm, I, yeah, I think passion, passion has come over the years. You know, we've built this, co- I've, I've been here while we built this company up to, yeah. to what it is today. And it's exciting. You know, it's, it's exciting to watch, you know, to, to watch a, a brand bloom the way that Hudson Valley Lighting Group has over the last 13 years since I've been here. So, yeah, I mean, it's been amazing. And so, Malena, I know a big part of your job as president is to be the ultimate ambassador of the Hudson Valley Lighting Group's portfolio of brands. I mean, you not only show up on calls, but you are constantly in front of, you know, the buyers in showrooms and product showcase Talk to me about how is it that you sort of amplify your brand and amplify 
the Hudson Valley Lighting Group brands when you're meeting with people in these kind of like heightened, uh, you know, almost on stage moments. Yeah. So we hired you. <laughs> which <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's to know what you're good at and what you're not good at. Right. I'm yeah. To this again. So Hudson Valley Lighting Group products make it really easy to go in front of a group of people and sell stuff, right? Like, yeah. you know, the product itself is so beautiful. You see it in person. It speaks for itself. Obviously, you have to sell it, right? I'm not that arrogant. But, you know, so so much of it is done by the amazing design and engineering team that we have and product strategy team who is giving you things that are easy to sell. Right. So like yeah. I start there. So like you're sort of starting off on a, on a, on a really, and with a really good brand name, right. Really good marketing, um, really good brand recognition. So you're starting off on, in a place where you're not, you know, necessarily on the defense, right. You're like, well, I have all this really cool stuff to sell, you know? Um, and secondly, we hired you, right. To help us. I'm being serious. We know what we're good at and what we're not good at. Yeah. I have some people who are really good at sitting in front of a room of people and speaking. And there are some people who are really good at other things, but not good at that, but required to do that. Right. And so, you know, we, you know, we reach out to Jason to, to ask him to help, you know, coach us to, to show up in the best way that we can. And we still joke about the stuff that you taught us. <laughs> we have our little microphones with our speakers and we're like, Jason told us to get these or, <laughs> or we do the point turn, you know, and we present, yeah. we present and we do it together as a team because we knew that we needed help in that. And you helped us realize that it didn't have to be confrontational. Like mm. the everything that we did, we're all on the same team. We're back for the yeah. same work. Somebody telling you that I'm talking too fast, which I'm still doing right now, by the way, but like that you're talking too fast. It's not like a, it's not like a bone, you know, it's not like a, a shot at you. It's like, Hey, people not might not be able to understand your whole message. Yeah. because You're talking fast. Let's tone it down. And so I guess my long answer to that question is, we have really good product to sell, so that helps. We we practice now how yeah. we go up to these places, right? And we're passionate. And I think that that combination of passion and practice yeah. <laughs> is actually what's taken us to the next level. Because Ooh. we were always passionate. We always had good product. But yeah. we were, you know, assuming that our passion and the really good product was going to be understood by a lay user, right? Like, mm. like, a, like a lay person. And yeah. I think we now know that that's not the case, you know? And that's okay. Yeah. Like, we have to know what you're good at and what you're bad at. We sell really good lights. You know, that doesn't mean we're really good public speakers. And so yeah. I guess that's my answer is, is we, you know, you always have to know what you don't know. And when you don't know something, go figure out how to be better at it, you know? Yeah. Which is how we found you. So Yeah. <laughs> well, it was a blast working with you yeah. and your fabulous, your fabulous team. Now, Malena, I love that you're really the ultimate steward of a portfolio of brands. What are some lessons that you've learned in managing the brands of Hudson Valley Lighting Group that you feel like people could apply that to their own? brand management as a leader or professional? That is so interesting. So each brand has what we call brand attributes, right? We went through, we had a really wonderful agency who walked us through because um, we know what we're good at and we're not good at. And we needed some outside help to come in and help us really hone the brand message because we had a lot of like muddiness, right? Between yeah. the brands. And so 
we, and we never did like a formal, you know, uh, workshop like that. And so we hired an amazing company who helped us work through it, but each of the brands has attributes, right? Yeah. And so if something comes on the screen, um, and it could be one brand or another, like weirdly the very, you know, the very sort of high end art inspired brand also has in sort of like its infancy form has a lot of crossover with our attainable high design brand, right? So Corbett yeah. and Nikki weirdly have a lot of crossover because they're both kind of fashion forward. Um, we say the brand attributes out loud. And often those brand attributes give you the answer to the question that you're already asking, right? So it's yeah. like, is this art inspired? Well, I don't know. Is it more fashion or is it art inspired? Okay. Well, is it fresh? Is it right? Is it inviting? Right. And you start to, when you start to have these words that you can use to describe what the brand is supposed to, how the brand is supposed to show up. Um, it really helps kind of, it's like data almost, right? Like it gets yeah. rid of the muck. It's just sort of like, well, is it this or is it this? And I think that if people really thought about it, there are probably things from a professional perspective, like the three words you asked me to, 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 to come up with earlier. Right. Yeah. And so I think that if you had your own three brand words, which is a really good exercise now that I've just done it with you to try to describe um, <laughs> you know, how you show up, I think that can help you with your decision-making and, and help you understand, you know, sort of what you stand for and what's important. What is your moral guiding compass, you know, to making decisions that are sometimes hard and gray. And, you know, you know how many times Jason and I make decisions, a, a, a decision out of two bad choices, mm. like often, yeah. right? Like, think about. and, and the only thing I have is the things that I believe in and what the business needs, right. To look at. So I, I think that, you know, as we try to stay true to our brand attributes, maybe, you know, professionals should be staying true to their professional attributes. Yeah. So I love that. It's like, if we're all using our own brand attributes, it becomes like a filter for decision-making, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Am I showing up as passionate right now? Because if I'm not, then maybe I'm off brand, right? For yeah, you. absolutely. And I also think, it's, so our business is, is, is a visual aesthetic business, right? Like yeah. I, we live our lives, you know, quite frankly, looking at some of the most beautiful homes in the country, right? Like, yeah. And it's, it's, it's really easy to, once you understand what you're looking at and once you understand what the brands stand for, and once you understand sort of the caliber and level of designer that you're looking to sell to, right? And once you understand that, you know, it doesn't, it's not hard to look at an image, right? And say, well, that's a Hudson image or, oh, that's a Mitzi one or, right? The answers kind of, kind of follow once, once you've defined what it's supposed to be from the beginning. Yeah. Um, but a lot of it is, is how you show up. Like, you know, if there could be a, just as an example, like we do um, a lot of guest designer programs where our team doesn't do the designing, you know, interior designers, you know, do the uh, celebrity, celebrity interior designers do, do some of that work. And I do a lot of scouting with the product strategy team, you know, for those designers to figure out who's a good partner for the brand, right? And there's a bunch of different reasons. So they have a really good, you know, view on lighting products. Um, what is their Instagram? What does their following look like? Um, you know, how um, active, how good is their PR team, right? How active, yeah. you know, there's all these things that kind of go into deciding whether you want to commit, you know, um, to one of these designers. But the first thing I do is go to their Instagram and then go to their website and they can be the best designer in the world. But if they're not showing up in a way that represents the work that they do right to the, yeah. the public, it's really hard to kind of get to the next step, right? It's yeah. hard to, to do the next thing. And like one of the programs that we have that I'm really proud of here um, is one that we call it the Mitzi up and um, it's actually called the Mitzi tastemaker program. 
And what we did was try to democratize product collaborations because, you know, a lot of these celebrity designers, they're amazing, but they're like at the peak of their career. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about yeah. Mark D. Sykes. I mean, there, I don't know that there's anybody more iconic than Mark D. Sykes. And we have a line with him with Hudson Valley plug. Um, but you know, there's no, there's no one, you know, sort of more iconic, like in the, in that space than Mark D. Sykes. He gets opportunities because of the name that he's built for himself. But we really wanted to take the attainable high design brand and give, you know, up and coming designers who might not be able to get big brand deals yet an yeah. opportunity to give us really good ideas. Like this is good for all of us, right? We're getting yeah. really good design idea, product ideas. They're getting the attention of a brand like Hudson Valley Lighting Group. Um, but one of the things I do there is I go to their Instagram and we go to their website. And even if you only have a few things to show, you should show it really, really well, right? Because yeah. you never know who's looking. You don't know who's coming knocking at your door, your virtual door, kind of trying to figure out who you are without knowing you yet. And so, you know, there'll often be times where I'm like, wow, this looks really good, but I can't find anything about them online, you know? And so yeah. I think just, you know, showing up, you got to get dressed for the job you want, not the one you have, right? Yeah. And like, and that it's sort of that from like a, a you know, a virtual perspective. Yeah, yeah. And I love that whole notion of you've got to use things like social media to amplify what you're doing. Otherwise, it's like if the tree falls in the forest and no one hears it, then did it really happen, right? Absolutely. And I'm learning that. Like, this is my first time I'm doing something like this with you, right? Like, that's a thing that you have to learn, you know, over your career also. But I know that that's how I look for talent for, with other people, right? And yeah. so I think it's important for all of us to to do that. Yeah. Well, I have a couple of fun questions because I know we could talk all day, but okay. we were we were talking about your brand as a leader and we were talking about the great Hudson Valley Lighting Group brands. Um, but what is your favorite brand as a consumer? What can't you live without? I really admire CB2 right Ooh, now. Yeah. Um, I think that when I talked about democratizing design a little while yeah. ago, right? I think that they are doing a bang up job at getting really good design into the hands of home design, furnishing design into the hands of millions of people. Yeah. Right. They are like, and there's a lot of, you know, people who feel like, oh, these are retail chains or whatever the case is. But, you know, I feel like they, they, it is very important for us at Hudson Valley Lighting Group to make people's lives more beautiful, right? It's like one of yeah. it's like our mantra. Like, I mean, good lighting makes your life better, right? And I feel like good furniture and good co floor coverings and you know iconic designers that are that are doing lines with CB2, right? Like, it's you're you're allowing sort of like this really specialized, small little niche world that only a few have access to, right? Like, yeah. I mean, how many people are affording a twenty thousand dollar couch? Like, not many, right? Yeah. But you have these designers who are doing these like really high end projects, but they're just designing stuff for CB2 in a way that lets people like you and me, right, go buy that couch for $3,000 and live like that and get that joy, right? And so yeah. I feel like CB2 is doing an amazing job, you know, at, at sort of like bringing really good design to, to a lot of people. So if you were a type of car, oh. what type of car would you be? What type of car is Malena? Well, as much as I like, don't want to be this, I feel like I'm like a workhorse car, you know, I'm probably, <laughs> I'm, I'm probably, 
probably like the truck that can like, you know, get up and down the mountain quickly without any problems, but can also like haul a couple kids in the bag and like throw some like, <laughs> you know, like throw some wallpaper and a rug in and like go pick up like a Facebook marketplace find like on my way home. <laughs> That's not glamorous, but it's probably something along the along those lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that truck that gets stuff done. I don't um, want to drive that car, by the way, but <laughs> <laughs> Now, finally, Milena, what, um, what's the best career advice that you'd like to pass on to our listeners? Yeah, I think we talked about it about a thousand times today. Um, but I think you got to do the hard things. You know, mm. I think you got to do the hard things. You got to put the work in. You got to, you know, you, you got to create your path, right? But the way to create your path is just sometimes by doing the work. Mm. I love that. Get up and do the work. Sure. Malena Matthews, thank you so much. It was great talking to you. You too. You have a great one. You too. And we'll be back in just a few moments with my final thoughts. Are you tired of not being recognized for your work? Are you ready to rise above the rest and accelerate to the next level? The Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program will help you take control of your career, develop your own unique brand, and catapult you to a whole new level of success. You are a top performer, and the Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program is what you need to get you there. Visit leadwithyourbrand.com to learn how. Wow, I just loved reconnecting with Milena Matthews, the president of Hudson Valley Lighting Group. Now, I will tell you, not only is Milena cool, but her whole team in Hudson Valley Lighting Group is so cool because they really are all about living their brands. Now, I could have talked to Milena all day long, but the thing that really stood out to me was when she said, you know what? At the end of the day, you've got to put in the hard work. you got to roll up your sleeves and do the work. Now, I know we're always talking about branding and exposure and all of those great things, but I don't want you to forget this key message from Malena. At the end of the day, it all starts with your performance. Remember, brand and exposure is not an excuse for not having the work. So before you think about how am I showing up and what is all of my brand, make sure that you are delivering on the hard work that you need to do, and then make sure you're packaging yourself in a unique way and amplifying yourself. Because we have all seen brands out there that focus so much on their logo and how they look and what their packaging is, but at the end of the day, their product and their service just isn't there. So make sure you're putting in the hard work and ask yourself this week, what is one thing I need to do to really deliver on exceptional performance? From there, make sure you're leading with your brand and building your network so that you are amazing. Well, that's our show for you today. If you loved what you heard, make sure you're following us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll give you a brand new show every single week. Check me out on social media. I'm at Jason Patria on all platforms, and make sure to connect with me on LinkedIn. If you have a comment or a question, send it to me in LinkedIn messaging, 
and you might just show up on the show. Similar to Rachel's What Type of Shoe Are You showed up on the show this week. Now, most of all, and most importantly of all, in your career and in life, don't be that boring old commodity like coffee. Make sure you are a super premium and unique brand like Starbucks. You've been listening to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores and uncovers exceptional career success stories and inspiring personal brand journeys with your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us at leadwithyourbrand.com.